0: following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about here, Cowboys? Yes! Go Cowboys! this, Cowboys! This, this is Talkin'
2: Cowboys. This, 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 Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star
0: in Frisco. On Elliott, to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in
1: the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. It's a
2: Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented on, by P. Tostitos, Get up, the official chip, Get up, and the official dip of the Dallas Cowboys. Here from the Star in Frisco, as the Cowboys are six and one. We're taking your fan calls. What's the pulse of Cowboys Nation here in the midweek edition? But first, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam, back in the back. Chris, welcome back. I know yesterday was a uh, it was an adventure to say the least, getting back from Minnesota, but I'm glad you're back and well. How was that, Chris?
3: It was amazing. Nice to get the the trip back to take about, uh, let's see, I got back 757? So an
2: entire day? So
3: entire day, yeah. Took out the entire day.
2: But, I mean, you were there, you were on the sideline, you were shooting one of the, I guess, more memorable Cowboys wins of the season and of the Mike McCarthy era. But we're going to continue breaking that down. First off, though, Everybody doing okay before we get in the news and notes? Everybody good? As well? Isaiah's looking as well. fresh over here with the nice crisp shirt. Oh, i just just trying to put on a collared shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just <laughs> trying to look
3: business cash. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Looks fantastic. I like yours as well. Cool as a cough drop. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. That's new. I like that
3: actually. What am I wearing? Pajamas over here? No, I think Ooh. you look great. I like that's, your that's sweater. Cashmere. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: I mean, you ignore this for the first beginning of it. I mean, you ought to have two phones. You ought to have one phone in one hand and
3: you you know I'm just okay, saying, listen, I'm not as like Chef. You are on your way though. <laughs> you are on right. your way, dog. I was tweeting off of Jerry's stuff because mm. he, you know, he covered a lot of ground here on the fan a minute ago. Well, how about let's go through it? What do you cover? Where do you want to start? Wherever you want to start. Sounds like they're more confident Dak Prescott will play this Sunday. That being said, let's take the week and see how it goes. Um, I, I think they they were they sounded awfully confident as we talked about early in the week and as the week went on. And he just kind of did individual and listening to the team, athletic trainers and the medical staff and how Dak's responding. I think they they obviously they decided it was best for him to sit out Sunday night. It sounds like according to Mike McCarthy. Uh, They're going to have probably a lighter practice Wednesday coming off of the night game, the road trip. Thursday, if he does full go practice like Mike kind of expects him to do, that's a great sign for Sunday compared to last week when he was off to the side and doing individual for the most part.
2: That's a good place to start overall. Would you guys expect the same thing? Would you guys expect Dak Prescott to be back this week based off of what you've heard and what kind of the Jones family and Mike McCarthy have led out there?
4: You know, I feel more confident about our backup quarterback than I did probably, you know, three months ago. Seventy two um, hours you ago. You know, I yeah, I've always said the mystery meat thing, you know, I he gave me the bubbles. But now, you know, going out and, and winning against the Vikings, if we're gonna do the same thing versus the Broncos, I think it should all give us confidence that this defense can handle uh the Broncos and obviously calf strains around here. Guys have been taken out for two months behind that. So Nick Eatman it, I'm sorry.
3: (laughs) Nick Eatman got one in flag football, and uh, I think he still has a calf strain. That was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, he says he's still not good. Oh, wow. It was more than a year and a half. Yeah, so. He's not Dak Prescott, but yeah.
4: But I like how you threw that in there, and I was about to go, wow, Nick and and Dak, calf, I'm sure that has never been – the correlation has never been put together before, but you did that. That's why you're so good. Um, But, you know, I just feel as though like when you look at Michael Gallup and what happened with him, this has been a thing that's taken him completely off of the roster. So I just wonder the severity of it, and we'll never know. They're not going to tell us. So, like I said, I just want to – my mind is in a better place with our backup quarterback, so if we have to do this again, I'm all right.
5: Nah, I'm with Heckman. I mean, we don't know how, how severe it is, but it sounds everything sounds as if it's it's not as bad as we were expecting it to be. It sounds like those guys are ready for him to get back on the field. Um, but you know, to your point, Heck, if we had to, you know, I think we feel a lot better this week than we did last week. So, um, but let's not let's not try to roll this nice again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to. That was cool it. the first
3: time. Let's yeah. not do it again. Let's not test it again. Yeah, I like that idea. I will say it is it's different from Gallup's thing. It's not. It is not no. as severe. No. Um, and it was it was a close decision i don't i don't know if they really were taking it all the way to game time i mean they let him warm up and see. but i think they i think cooper rush had a pretty good idea he was yeah. going to start the game if this had been a playoff game sunday night he would have played he would have played
4: but then i mean one of the things that was surprising to me is this hearing that during the new england game that he felt something pop like that that came out during the telecast with sunday night we never heard anything about a pop no. In the, in his in his ankle, I think uh, Michelle that- Tavoya was was saying that. So Uh-oh. I'm just like so it's, I'm just grading that on the severity of what it actually could be. So obviously, withstanding whatever news is going to come from your Twitter account, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> good, hopefully good news. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah,
2: at least with that one, it was good news. But there was some bad news for the Cowboys yesterday. Jabril Cox out for the Man, season with a torn ACL. And you could really hear it. I, I, did you guys listen to McCarthy yesterday at all? Yeah, you did. Did you hear just the pain? Of, of when he was asked that question, you could hear just the discomfort from McCarthy because he
4: loved the trajectory that Cox was on. For a coach, I'm sure that these young players are like his, not his, they're grown men, but they're like his kids. You know, they're, 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 they, he's nurturing them towards their NFL careers. And obviously, Jarrell Cox was making an impact on special teams. He was, you know, kind of finding his way into trying to get those, those play reps on defense. But, I mean, a young guy with so much promise and ACL injuries, I think the way that they were looked at is in the past was almost like, oh, man, season-ending kind of thing. But modern medicine has advanced, and hopefully he'll be back and ready for, for OTAs or at least by training camp.
5: Yeah, it sucks that his momentum stopped, man. and He has to deal with this. I mean, obviously, he wasn't being a premier player for us. But, I mean, obviously, the, the, what we've asked of him, he's he's definitely converted on it. Uh, you, everybody obviously thinking back to the game against the Giants where he made the big stop on the goal line. Yes, that, low. Was, that was huge. You know, he got thrown in that situation, and he killed it. Um, mm-hmm. So, hate that. I hate anybody getting hurt, man. This, this weekend was not a good weekend in the NFL for injuries.
3: No. All no. over the place, really. Yeah. Um, John Fossil, too, he was getting kind of emotional talking about him and how – you know, it happens on special teams, and that's kind of his. It's kind of a parent thing. It's my responsibility when we put a player out there. I mean, he didn't cause the injury, but yeah. um, he only played nine defensive snaps this year. But I think to y'all's point, I think they they see a lot of potential there. He's a hard worker. Um, they saw growth there, and so, you know he'll be back. I, I would imagine yeah. with with a good rehab, he'll be back by training camp um, for sure. Full go. I would I would hope that's you know. That's probably the way it usually works. Blake Jarwin was back for training camp after a week one ACL, so we'll see. Um, but, yeah, it's that's it's really tough. And, and their linebacker depth is not what it was a few weeks ago now all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hadn't played a lot on defense, but Jalen Smith's no longer on the that's roster. Jabril Cox, uh, Francis Bernard is working back from IR. Man. So that would help, but. Francis. Francis. the,
4: the ham, Is it a is hamstring injury that he's been dealing with, right? Yes. Yep. That's a hell of a tear. Yeah. Yeah, it's been. All the way back to training camp, right? Preseason, yeah, he didn't do much of
2: anything in training camp. No, I didn't think so. He's he's been on the sideline for quite some time, and I guess Luke Gifford would probably be the next man up. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing special team stuff as well, but in that rotation at linebacker, maybe in some of those those goal line and red zone packages, maybe he's thrown into the mix a little bit to where Jabril Cox was. Uh, before the injury. So we wish the best to, to Jabril and, and we look forward to seeing him back in 2022. But Rob, what about Tyron Smith? Any updates on him and then also Trayvon Diggs? I know those are two big names that Cowboys fans have been waiting on.
3: Yeah, Trayvon I think's okay. We'll see how practice goes. I don't think it was really an aggravation of the ankle deal that he had before the bye. I think he just kind of got hit in that area or his leg area. Sounded like he's okay. Tyron Smith, Jerry Jones said he's got a bone spur in his ankle. Hmm. So, uh-oh. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that explains why it's been kind of this off and on discomfort and probably struggling with his mobility at, at left tackle. So, see how the week goes. What is, what is a bone spur, Isaiah? And, and <laughs> can you tell me
2: what usually that timeline is? Uh, Rob, you might be able to answer that question. Yeah, right. I
5: don't, I don't want to play you know, play doctor here, but my experience, I've never had a bone spur, but I have known a number of guys around me that have, um, that is not going anywhere. And it doesn't just change uh, by itself. That's something that you have to go get shaved down. Um, and luckily, because if it's a bone, if they have to shave it down, he'll probably be out for a couple weeks, uh, probably two or three weeks. But um, it's a little if scope deal. It's if, a, if they go in and do something, yeah, they like go that. in. They literally just like sand sand that bone down or, or, or chip it off. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. Sound <laughs> yeah, oh. I mean it's it's actually a relatively <laughs> quick recovery, uh, depending on what what's. As long as there's no ligaments and stuff like that that are, in, that are impeded by it, uh, it's, it's a pretty simple deal. But, uh, yeah, you would have to miss some weeks for it.
3: Yeah, I mean, that, that hasn't been something they said has been discussed at this point. Like, they're going to see how he, if he can get into practice and see what he can do. But it puts the question now of if he doesn't play Sunday, uh, what do you do at left tackle? And, mm, yeah, Ty Nseki was the fill-in there. Lyle Collins did not play. He played left tackle in college. He didn't play it. He has not played it here. But he said Friday last week that, you know, getting some reps at left guard, the left side is where I'm comfortable. Mm. So hint, hint. that's where he started mm. his career. I, I, it's a different position than guard, but I, I, don't, I don't know. Would, would that be that tough of a tr- transition for him if they looked at that and they said they will discuss that and have discussed that if, if Tyron can't go this week when well, the question
4: came oh, go, ahead. go for it no when the question came up during the presser yesterday with McCarthy uh, whether there was ever a thought to move him over to left tackle I like what he said about reps during the week hadn't taken any reps over there so it wasn't didn't feel like, to thrust him over there and
3: all the way going back to camp too he said we factor that part in and I mean I think he just got right tackle reps when he was practicing.
4: Yeah, and I don't wanna I don't wanna have that thought that you can just flex guys all over the place. But if he feels comfortable and that's something that you can get him some reps there, that's quality at the backup uh position to have an eleven million dollar swing tackle. <laughs> but I would like to think that he's gonna return back to the right side and maybe still boots out to the left. I, I don't know. I, I, right now I think we're we're dealing with so much with Lael just the uncertainty of where he's going to be and so I'm just looking forward to this this Sunday to see exactly where 71 lines up if at all.
2: I love the excitement in your voice <laughs> talking about like the potential of him being at left tackle and then just hearing it drop off when you talked about him returning to the right side. Cuz it's a side. roller
4: coaster. It is. It's, it's a roller coaster straight up down. and straight back down. <laughs> don't bring it up. Oh, don't start sweating on me. <laughs> 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 don't think for those
2: who haven't seen that episode, Rob doesn't like roller coasters. <sighs> Took um, him a long time. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough. <laughs> Twenty-five years old. Yeah, first time and, on the roller coaster. and never again. My question is that question. Hasn't questions. been back. Um, let's. I want to continue this conversation though because Ty and Seki did not ease the mind. It wasn't like Terrence Steele, where you you had Lyle Collins as the quote unquote backup he throw Terrence Steele back out there, and then Steele doesn't have a good game. No, Steele did what he needed to do yeah. on Sunday. He had a f- fantastic game on the film, and going back and looking at it, he handled those guys on the front seven yeah, of Minnesota, and that's, I mean, that's a huge testament to him and his growth into year two. But on the left side, that didn't feel the same way with 79 out there. It didn't feel the same way with Ty and Seki. So would you guys put Lyle Collins at that spot, especially since he's already said it, the left side I do feel comfortable on? I'm not experimenting with it. You're not.
5: No. No. Why not? Left tackle. Yeah. No. With no, no Tyron Smith. No. The back. The most important portion of your offensive line. Aside not playing with certain, that. I'm not playing with that. No. You want to put Dak back out there? Mm. Not with an experiment. Not a new <laughs> no sir. I would put it out there. I, I wouldn't want to put him out there with Ty seki out there at left tackle. And Ty and Seke, that's what he does. Yeah. Even though that might not be the, the quality of player that you want at the position, that's what he does. Right? It is, it's no different if you guys were calling a calling a game on ESPN, right? Even though the B squad comes in, they might not be as good as y'all, but guess what? That's what they do. I right? Like so that. I like uh, that you know what I mean? So <laughs> oh. uh I mean it's just you don't want to experiment, not on the backside. You can experiment a little bit on the front side because there's a there's a there's an element of of error that's allowed there because the quarterback sees all of that.
2: When you've got help on both sides too.
5: Well, but even then, if I'm a right hand quarterback and I'm dropping back, I can see everything front side in terms of whether or not the right tackle is doing his job. My backside, I can't see that. So you're a lot more susceptible to hit some big boy hits. I mean, look at what happened to freaking Cooper Rush, and that was a front side blitz. Oh law Imagine what happened if that was on the backside. Ugh. He'd be night night.
4: Yeah, that that would be. And thank you, Xavier Woods, for not, you know, sending him to, on to the medical oh center because he Gee. he didn't see it. Nope. Uh, but uh, Ty Niseki also had a holding penalty that, you know, again, if if you're a guy that's not used to playing on that side and realizing that, you know, Cooper Rush was stepping up in the pocket, you know, look, that's just a veteran move to not get your quarterback uh, hurt. But you're right. It's just a quality drop off. And especially if Niseki knows that he's going to start, I think he's better mm-hmm. suited um to be the left tackle, even though everybody knows that he's not that deal um, as far as Smith is concerned, but I would be confident going into a game especially with Vaughn Miller not playing.
3: What do you for think? Rob? Well, I
4: mean, the Broncos. Because <laughs> yeah. now he plays oh. for the Rams. He does. It, oh. That's a big trade for me. So you yeah.
3: don't see him Sunday, but you might see him in January. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. I like I like saying.
4: How did you guys. And I know this is talking Cowboys, but I just got to know how y'all felt about that trade <laughs> when you saw it come across. That felt like that was Thanos putting the last stone in. Huh?
3: <laughs> that I defense is real. I was the blinking eye guy mm-hmm. gif. That was my reaction. Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of yeah.
3: Thanos, who hasn't really looked like Thanos
2: lately, the Chiefs just made a trade. They Two. just went and got Melvin Ingram from the Chargers, I believe, is what that trade was. They need is that the, is they that need correct, help. beam? The Steelers. Or sorry, he was on the Steelers. Yeah, yeah they needed help bad. Yeah. What uh, was that trade for? What was Sixth it? rounder, I think. That's it? That's what it sounds like.
4: Man, I, I think when it goes back to talking about the Rams, you know, look when my friends that are in financial circles, man, they they use words like leverage or over leverage, and I just feel like the Rams have over leverage. They are going for the gusto this year. Well, they're
5: that's not, they're not. They're, you want to talk about? We talk about kicking the can.
4: Yeah, now they ain't they kicking,
5: no are are there is kicking no can. no can. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're kicking the Miller Lite all the way down the doggone road. Yeah. They don't care about the Miller Lite down the They want it right now.
4: I mean, I understand. That's a today. That is definitely a today decision. They handle today right right now. But that fat ram is gonna be a skinny ram in two years, Damn. and they're not gonna be able to handle it. That thing is gonna be, you're gonna see some ribs on that ram in 2024. I'm just saying. And like you said, they're not worried about tomorrow. It's it's today. And so, you know, it's it's a it's a risk. And I don't know if they're just looking around at the rest of the NFL. F C and understanding, look, they are going to be some really good teams to face in the playoffs, so you better have your defense booted up and ready. No,
2: I'm glad we hit that,
3: because that is something to think about moving forward. A you,
4: skinny ram.
2: Especially with the, <laughs>
3: the trade deadline being today. I don't know. Today. I mean, they always seem to make it work under the cap, though. Uh, yeah. The thing they don't have is high draft picks. No. And that is They fly. never have had that, though. That That flies in the face of really the rest of the league. I mean... The Patriots, for years, what they do is just try to stockpile picks, high picks, and they just do the opposite. They're like Mm -hmm. in the NBA and everybody else is in the NFL, but (laughs) credit they're really
5: good. I hope we can break that game down in our near future. Which game? Rams versus. Oh, we're gonna break that down. We'll be there. They
3: better be there. It's very possible, man. It's you know, yeah. No, it's, they match up well.
1: I
4: mean, they have a lot of pieces now. Jesus, uh, Rob. Before we do go to break, <laughs> I wanted to hear your thoughts on
2: Lyle Collins or Ty and Secky at left tackle.
3: Well, I mean, again, I wouldn't rule out Tyron at this point. We'll see what how the week goes, but um, yeah, I would see what how Lyle feels and looks over there. I would, I would just during the week and, and see how it goes. I mean, look, he's still working his way back. And I don't think I. This is I, this is kind of educated opinion here. I, I don't think they are upset with him. I don't think that's why he didn't play in this game. I think it, a lot of this is working his way back and not playing much in training camp. This is not a. I don't think this is a personal matter. So now the question becomes: Would he be comfortable on that side? And I would take a look at it. I mean, you said he's an eleven million dollar guy. He's a really good player when he's out there. So. He did it in college. I know that was like seven years ago, but I would I would certainly take a look and see how he looked over there.
2: Yeah, because this is a similar conversation
3: to last week of would
2: you put Terrence Steele out there again, or would you have Lyle Collins, who was, was the original starter out there, except now you're dealing with a position change, and that's what you guys feel uncomfortable about, which makes a lot of sense. But I, I think personally I would do the same. I would go and throw him out there. If it doesn't look right, it doesn't look right. Then you you've got a great – Right side, backup, maybe left guard if you feel that way. But if he stands up to his word and he feels comfortable out there, then yeah, having Lyle Collins out there would make me exponentially more comfortable than having Ty Nseki at the moment. If he's able to look okay during a week of practice.
4: Even though it might be a lighter one on Wednesday. You've been saying you want to see him. I do. At right tackle. Hey, I want to see him at right tackle. (laughs) I'm with Isaiah. I don't want to experiment with this thing. Like, you know, I, I don't. You know, he's coming back from a labrum surgery. He really hadn't gotten back into shape over the, over the last two years. So let's get him back right and at least put him back where he was to see how that shapes out until we go full-on fantasy football and move him <laughs> over to left tackle. I mean, that is his, that's his Dak's blind side, and I don't want to risk any oopsie-daisy on that.
2: Yeah, maybe he's not that comfortable at the right side because he's only played one game Come on, Kyle. Tries. Come on, Kyle. Just let it go. <laughs> uh, it's not I'm just messing with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. All right, when we come back, we hear from Cowboys Nation. We're taking Woo! your calls, 888-855-2297. Give us a call. We'll answer them next on Talking Cowboys.
1: So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more, Essilor.
4: Back to Talkin' Cowboys.
2: <laughs> it's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay. Apply now at jobs at caliber.net. That's jobs at caliber.net. How about.
5: How you broke the wallet out? Isaiah brought out the Whoa. billfold. Hello. The read's over. Sorry. I was going to get this guap because y'all got an opportunity to get this money <laughs> with Caliber Collision. If y'all choose not to get money, what are you doing? Yeah. What are
4: you doing? What is going on? How I don't know. Do what is Chris doing back there? I can hear him moving around. What is he doing? He's,
2: he's, he's just playing, doing man. his thing again. Oh, We're okay. happy to have Chris back. See I am easy. too. We're oh, happy baby. to have him back. All right. We'll let's get on the phone. Man. We're also happy <laughs> to have Brian from Iowa back on the show. Brian, first off, thanks for calling again. You're on Talking Cowboys.
0: Hey, thank you guys. And, um, and uh, thank you for everything you guys do. Appreciate it,
3: Brian. Thanks. Um,
0: um, my one question, well, I actually have two, but one is uh, I can't remember who during training camp said this defense needs to um, work itself out through the first half of the season. And my thing is the way that Cowboys played Sunday night, do you think they've find their peak? of where they want to be on the defense because they're doing exactly what their main goal is just to stop uh, the main, I mean, the main focus of the offensive not able to do what, what, what it wants to do. And then, um, which player from train camp that you guys said that, that you would love to see improvement or, or, or expected more of it. Which ones you've seen that had improved of your expectations or disappoint your your mm. expectations? Uh, thank you. Goodbye. Great Bye.
2: questions, Brian. Thanks for calling. As always, and we'll start with you, Heckman, because I believe you were one of the ones talking about that defense in, in that
4: sort of way of where you needed them to be. Are they to that point yet? You know, when it when it came down to where they were in training camp, I was still thinking about the 2020 defense and how historically bad they were. So, yeah. I mean, my expectations were very low. Uh, I was thinking, especially with the way that the season started, that we needed to get some victories under our belt. We knew we had the quarterbacks on the line that we were going to play. And I think he used the right word, peaking. Um, I think I find myself in a situation after seven games that – they as a defense they're peaking offensively they they started the year peaking and i've heard this term over and in, in this football circles about the cowboys possibly peaking too soon and i don't know if there's a, a such thing and that's why i wanted to ask you that as far as that is concerned is there such a thing as a team peaking too soon defensively or offensively there's i mean they, there is there is a thing um in this regard, I
5: don't think it applies simply because of the fact that we haven't had our entire defense together yet. Mm-hmm. These guys have not been together yeah. yet. We're still missing some very key pieces to our defense, so we haven't necessarily peaked. We can't peak because we don't have all of our all of our tools. Uh, but yes, there are teams that have sh- have shown too much too early. And because this league is so cerebral in terms of the, the coordinators in this, in this league, they see if they, if you show your hand, then they, they, can call, they can call your bluff because now they know how to combat what you're doing. And that's why it's a challenge for, defense, for all these coordinators in the league to only show bits and pieces every week. Right and make these tweaks that are that are just good enough tweaks that it throws the other teams. That's off. a chess match. It's a chess match yeah. because you can't just say, okay, this is our offense and we're going to run it every week. And cats is going to be like, all right, we got you. <laughs> right when they come out in this personnel, when you see this this guy come in, like we know what you're doing. So there's always going to be tweaks uh, in, in peaks and valleys also throughout the throughout the games. Um, but you know, to that point, we have we haven't peaked. We're, we're not we're not anywhere close to it, and that's why I think Cowboys Nation should be excited offensively and defensively. Yeah, I agree on both
2: ends.
3: Yeah, I, Isaiah said it. I mean, I, personnel wise, Tank Lawrence is not back yet. Neville Gallimore is not back yet. They got guys coming. Kel, Kelvin Joseph is back, but he played special two teams. snaps and he's playing special teams, and maybe he can work his way into the defensive rotation at some point. They're not, they're not perfect by any means, mm-hmm. and that's not a knock on them. I think Dan Quinn would say that. You know, they're, they're still giving up some plays deep in the passing game. They did a much better job after the first, really the first drive or two of eliminating that. So that's really encouraging going forward. So they're not, uh, they're not a finished product by any means. I think the most exciting part about the win over Minnesota, to me,
2: is that they did it in a different way. The the defense going into the year, much like how Heckman was saying, that 2020 expectation or the expectation rolling over from 2020 was not very high for the defense. What were we saying all offseason long? If you can get that defense to middle of the road, your offense is going to be okay. Your offense is going to be a top five offense if you really want it to be. Well, they're not just a top 15 defense. I mean, they're forcing takeaways. They're doing things here and there. They're putting pressure on quarterbacks and then. All of a sudden, you don't get takeaways. Are you going to have that same success? Well, the answer on Sunday was yes, and that's what's exciting because it wasn't the calling card of what this defense was through the first six games of the year. You didn't get a takeaway, yet you still stifled a really solid offense, and Minnesota's going to win a lot of games with their offense. It just didn't happen this week. And I think that's what was the most exciting part about that whole deal.
4: So, I mean, they're exceeding expectations. uh, But to his second question about players coming out of training camp and, and also, you know, Exceeding those expectations are, are, are living underneath them. Leighton Der Esch coming in, knowing that this was going to be a contract year. I was, I, I'm definitely waiting uh, for the Wolf Hunter, and he's had those moments where it's just like, yes, Leighton is back. You know, I think he had a, um, a goal line stand, tackle, things like that that he's doing. Then there are other times where you just ask yourself, like, man, what's going on with Leighton? Out of position, you know, getting held up by blocks, getting you know, caught up in the wash, things like that. So right now, I think he's been a, inconsistent. To start the the season, but he's still a guy that I'm waiting to um, to to be better and, and take the reins as the leader that we know he can be. I was hoping to see more of
5: Nation Wright. Mm. Um, he had an amazing camp. Obviously, OTAs um, started out with OTAs and went to camp. Um, and I, I, understanding that he's a, he's a young guy, I know that you're not just going to throw a young guy to the wolves. But I was expecting to see more of him. Um, I know he's getting his special teams reps. But at that cornerback position, there's no there's no replacement for just being out there on the Experience, field. Experience, yeah. Edge. Yeah, so um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. So I can't say that he's underperformed. He just hasn't had the opportunities.
2: Yeah, when's the last time we've said that name on this show?
4: <sighs> been a minute. Mm,
2: been a while. Yeah. Same thing with guys like Israel Mukwamu, I think could be thrown into that mix as well. And then Kelvin Joseph just hasn't been healthy, but he's hopefully going to get in the rotation a little bit.
3: Yeah, I was going to mention Kelvin just because – when camp started, you thought maybe by midseason he could be pushing for time, like not maybe to start, you know. And that's that's just – that timeline's dropped back, obviously. I'll just flip it around, and I know we've talked about J. Ron but my goodness, like mm. he played every snap again on Sunday. Wow. You know, you go into training camp, and sometimes they'll, they sign safeties for depth, yep. and, you know, it's probably more of a special teams type move. Well, he's – I think he's still leading the team in special teams, but he's also right up there in tackles, and – I that just I I think they're surprised that he's been as good as he has been. They Man. thought he could contribute on defense, but maybe not quite this. He has fit that Dan Quinn mold like a glove. Ooh. I mean, he has been fantastic
4: Can't in terms say any of what he's done.
2: Um, my guy would be Anthony Brown. I think Anthony Brown has ex, uh, exceeded expectations even as after an early part of the season where he didn't necessarily look like he was great. I mean, that Tampa Bay game, he was not great at all. And then I think from there on, he's had better games as it's gone along. And I think this was his best game of the season uh, by far. So I think he, he's one of those guys that I think uh, has certainly, I guess, gone above and beyond. All right, let's hear from Mike from New York, a regular caller here on the show. Mike, how's it going? You're back on Talking Cowboys.
0: How's it going, guys? Uh, yeah, obviously you guys know I call it all the time. Uh, I have two questions. If we uh, if we get our defense on line, I'm hoping we get Lawrence and Gilmore back. you think they'll be back before Thanksgiving game or after?
3: What do you guys think, Rob? Thanksgiving game or after? Uh, oh, man, you, that that's a nice little over-under right there because I, uh, Jerry was asked about it. He said, I don't know if it's going to be the next couple weeks, but – We'll see. I think he's getting closer. I think sometime this month I could see them starting the practice window for him. But I don't have a great feel on when exactly he's going to be back. I think, I think that later in November is a nice little spot there. Yeah,
2: Yeah. yeah. thanks, Mike. And, and that's one thing Mike McCarthy was asked about yesterday, right, and I think it got everybody pretty excited because uh, he said that if it's not this week, next week. And everybody's like, "Oh my gosh! Like here, here's Demarcus Lawrence. He's back!" And it's like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. That was a broken foot. Yeah. He had he had surgery on a broken foot. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's not rush the guy back. One and two. I mean, if he were to be activated in two weeks,
3: that would be what eight and a half weeks removed from yeah. the injury. Yeah. I mean, I think six to eight was kind of a reasonable timetable, but I thought it was more of eight to ten. Hmm." On maybe, the, the on, maybe on maybe on maybe on the optimistic side, six to eight. You know? okay. But I think it's getting closer as we move into November. I think Thanksgiving's not a bad little timeline, more or less, you know, we'll see. And and for me, you know,
4: Mike, <coughs> Neville Gallimore is the person I, I know yeah. that Tank is coming back and I for the future, I want Tank to be healed up and not rush him back. Uh, but Neville Gallimore is a player that I'm looking to see how he impacts this defensive line as well with everything that we have we've been bringing Hamilton and other guys up from the practice squad but you know once you have Neville Gallimore up there that kind of solves that whole problem and getting him back in the rotation with this defensive line that's man these guys are hunting they are putting pressure uh, where it needs to be and I think he'd be the key piece of that especially when we're talking about trade deadlines and things like you got guys that are coming from uh, IR pup that could be like a Trade making a big trade.
2: I don't know if we see Tristan Hill back in a Cowboys uniform. Oof. I don't know if we do.
5: I, that's the, that's like one of the, the probably the the highest and highly anticipated <clears throat> player that I'm looking forward to seeing back. I want to see Hill back. I mean, obviously, I want D. Law back, but I want yeah. I want Hill back even more than Gallimore because you're intrigued. I like. No, I'm not just intrigued. I like his motor. Okay. And I think what he does, what the energy that he brings, fits perfectly. With this system If it's perfect You need a guy To get up field He freaking He Almost says I'm wrong He motors now He, he motors He, get, don't look at me wrong. he gets up the field <laughs> <laughs> You know how I was going with that He yes. gets up the field on the break um, and, I, and I like that energy So I mean Just just imagine You have Gregory With his energy You have D-Law With his, his energy Right You have You have Tristan Hill And then you could throw throw Gallimore Or, 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 or um, any uh, you know, Odigizua Or any of those other guys In there In that other D tackle position I like the energy of those three guys that I named um, I just want to see it man I just want to see it. and if it doesn't work out then yeah I mean do what you got to do but I
2: want to see him and I think he's worked his butt off probably to get back to this position yeah that that rotation would be fantastic oh, to sick. watch man I mean already I, I sent out a tweet the other day Osa Digizua and, and Carlos <laughs> Watkins are so much fun to watch together And we were saying the same thing early in the season last year about Neville Gallimore and Tristan Hill, and that was before Neville Gallimore even took
4: off. That's a great point, Kyle, because when you talk about a player with a motor, I don't think people are giving enough credit to Carlos Watkins and the motor that he has. I mean, because he is continuously coming as well in that rotation. That's a full room. It is. It's a full room, man. I mean,
5: but to your point, Kyle, I mean, if he – I'll, I'll say this. I would agree with you in terms of him never not, not seeing wearing a Cowboys jersey again. If he had played up to this trade deadline, if he had played prior to this trade deadline, I think he might have been one of the guys that the, that you we might have seen get dealt for a position that mm. we really need uh, some depth at <clears throat> corner. Uh, <laughs> I think I think the fact that he hasn't played yet, there's no trade equity there. Gotcha. There's no there's no there's not enough meat on the bone to say hey, this is a guy that you guys should get. They're
2: gonna be like, eh, we haven't seen him. Yep. Right, so you can only really trade guys that you've seen. It's a good point because you can't yeah. really use him as as anything for anything of substantial yeah. value from another uh, organization. But let's take our second break. Kareem from North Carolina, we're going to get you on the other side. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more talking Cowboys.
0: It's not complicated. At AT and T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att. for details.
1: Back to talking
2: cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with SLR lenses, you can see every. Exciting play. Book an appointment at your local. <laughs> oh, wrong one! Ex- book a book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor could do for you. <laughs> see more, do more Essilor. <laughs> that was the best one yet oh, from HECMA, I think it's just oh, a what
3: little is, tap. What just the tap it in. Where did his shoulder come from? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's like he was swinging a baseball bat.
4: Oh, exactly. He's the yeah, he's, out. that's about follow through. Come oh, on, Atlanta Braves,
2: right in there. Jeez.
5: Houston man. Astros,
3: well done.
2: Thank yeah. you. Good man. job, Heck. That was your
5: best one. Well done. I nice touch. That. Nice touch. Heck, my host, Isaiah, problem.
2: Standback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam, in the backup Kyle Yeomans. And now we're joined by Kareem from North Carolina. Kareem, Kareem. how's it going, man?
1: Man, how y'all doing, man? I just I just want to start off by saying I'm 35. I've been a Cowboys fan since I was about five or six years old.
4: Okay,
1: I vividly remember um, the Cowboys being down at halftime versus the Bills in 1992, mm. and I was crying because I thought they would lose. Like I've been invested into this team for almost 30 years now, and my question is: <clears throat> Okay, so I, I watch all the shows, you know, and I've seen Stephen Jones say, you know, like player acquisition, and, and making the team better is a 365-day-a-year job. And my question is, I, and I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have discussed this, but why does it seem as if all the teams that we may potentially see in the playoffs are getting these game-changing players through trades for little to nothing? I mean, 6 round picks three, three third-round picks. I mean, it just seems as if, the type of players that are getting traded around us are going to come back to bite us in the behind when it comes to you know the big dance. So I just want to know, uh, you know, are we just not doing enough, or, or as Stephen says, are we comfortable with the guys that we got? It just seems a lot like uh, Jason Garrett's regime to me. That
2: mm. works. Well, thank you very much for the call, Kareem, and that's a fantastic question because right, I right. think my I think my thought process on that has switched the last two days because originally we, we addressed this on the show and I think three-fourths of us said that we wanted to stay put rather than, than make a trade because of the guys that are coming back. But I also said if the right deal presents itself, then go for it. If the right deal is there, go for it. And right now – a second and a third. I know that's a lot for Von Miller, but at the same time, it's Von Miller. And then you just saw Melvin Ingram go to the Chiefs for a sixth round pick. That's nothing. Where where are those deals at? Where can we get some of those? They don't fall in your lap. If you want something, you got to go get it,
5: right? And I, I don't think that we've ever been <clears> the <throat> only time I've ever seen this organization, as of late, last 10 years, be aggressive is one going to get cooped. Mm hmm. And what when they had a need and they went and addressed it. That was the first time I said, "Doggone it, Dallas! Great job." You went and you said, "You threw it on the table." You said, "We need this position. We're going to get the guy that we want." And let's and they made it happen. We need that again. To his point, we need that again. We need a shutdown corner to put across from from, from Digs. We need it. I can't say names on the show, but we need it. We yeah. need. And, and I don't know if that'll happen. I don't think it will happen by three o'clock today, our time. I don't see it happening. I wish. I hope you know and unfortunately when i say that guys have to leave and i and i hate that for guys that's the business but at the end of the day as an organization your job is to put your guys in the best position possible to go out there and win a dog on championship cuz you only have so many opportunities the teams that he's talking about are i did are recognizing that it's one thing to have a really good team and oh we went all we went this far in the playoffs that doesn't mean anything if you don't walk away with a ring with with the ring nobody wants to wear an nfc championship ring nobody cares about that mm-hmm you want the doggone Super Bowl ring? That's the only one that matters, you know. And I'm blessed to have one. There's a lot of guys who are a lot better than me that don't have one, right? And that sucks for them. And maybe it's because of their teams weren't good, enough. maybe it was because their organizations didn't put them in position. But I would hate for us to be this close to a roster that we feel doggone good about to not go out there and pull the trigger on somebody that we feel that will make the difference on our team. <sighs>
4: I'm conflicted. And you know, I have been, and and because I believe in the roster that we have. I, I look when we go to the cupboard, and for the Dallas Cowboys, what don't we have? We have a playmaker at the running back. We have a playmaker at the quarterback. We have a playmaker at receivers. We have a playmaker. We have playmakers on the offensive line. A
2: lot of I, offensive linemen. It,
4: um, Defensively, that were all your questions. Mm-hmm. But you bring in a guy like Osa Digizua that is exceeding expectations. You brought in those players that, as Mickey Spagnola say, those bridge players, those filler players. And that's how you build your roster. That's the way I've seen NFL teams. When you talk about the Patriots, they build it through the draft. And also bringing in those filler players and not overreaching uh, for for free agents. There are a lot of I want everybody. You know, I want if they can make my team better, I want them all. <laughs> but just dealing in the reality of it, I think that especially with your cap being as it, it is right now, with standing next year. And I know we're like joking about where the cap is. Cap's not real. It, maybe it's not. But I'm just saying it's some we, tough decisions well, to make next. It's year. some, yeah, some tough. No Go ahead.
5: I hear you, and I get it. Be the Rams in this in this in this instance. Okay. The Rams don't give a dog on about next year or the year down the road. They need it now. Why? Because you're only guaranteed today, right? You're guaranteed this year. This is what you're guaranteed. What happens in the future, you don't have any control over no. that. Right? You can prepare, right? You can have great planning and all that kind of jazz, estate planning, whatever you want to call it. You are in control of what you got going on right now. They recognized, they went out and did two major trades this year. Major trades. Not just, okay, these are guys that are spot fillers. Damn. They went out and they said, who are we going to be? What do we need to do? We need to doggone a quarterback to get. We have the weapons. Let's yep. go get a quarterback. Let's get a quarterback who can throw the ball down the field because we got guys that can do it. Guess what? He's up there in the MVP candidate position right now. Yeah, right? most touchdowns for a team or for a quarterback in his first year with a team Absolutely. in NFL history. They said, okay, we have one of the best D linemen to ever play the game, somebody who has 90 plus sacks since 2014. Who else could we add as we get ready to face, get ready for this playoff run that will make a difference on the edge? Huh. Freaking Von Miller. Let's go get him. Right? They did that. As we look at our roster, you guys are absolutely correct. Quarterback, boom. Bing, got it. Offensive lineman, bing, got it. Right? Tight ends, bing, got it. Running back, boom. Receivers, all that stuff. Offense, okay, good. All right, now let's go to defense. Defense line, boom, money. A linebacker, we felt really good. Cox is gone, that sucks, okay, but we still feel pretty good about the linebacker position. Safeties, balling. Cornerback, we got one that's a dog. We got a couple other guys I can fill in. What are we going to face as we get into the playoffs? Weapons. Tons of them. Tons of them. So if there's one spot that you know that you need to secure, why would you leave that up for question? Why would you leave that up for, hey, A Brown, we appreciate you, Jay Lou, we appreciate you, all these other guys, we appreciate you. But you're not a shutdown guy. If we had to if, if I'm playing against the Dallas Cowboys, I say that's their weak spot. And if you can sure it up and, and not have a, a glaring weak spot, why wouldn't you?
3: Rob, what yeah. do you think? I mean, we don't know that they're not looking at that. We don't. I mean, we don't know that. Um, Jerry did say you're in a better position of power basically if you're kind of letting mm-hmm. the phone ring towards you and not. That being said, you got. You know, if you really want something, you got to you know look at it. We don't know exactly what they're doing. Nope. I will say, generally speaking, when you pay Dak Prescott as much as you pay him. You've got to have. I think you have to have that draft capital. Those first, second round, third picks. Hit on those four, five years. It's not killing your cap. Yeah, you've got to be able to do that. And the Rams with with golf. I mean, look, I, I'm with you guys. If you can find opportunities to, and it's the right deal, do it. I mean, I'm 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 not saying you should just sit pat necessarily. But you know, with with, with Stafford, they missed they missed on their first round pick in their mind or first yeah. overall pick with golf, and they had to fix that. Yep. And they gave up a lot of what three first round yes, picks to did. do that. You start doing that, you're not having Micah Parsons on your team or Trayvon Diggs or C D Lamb or these guys that are, are now going to be the face of your team for the next five years. Agreed. It's a delicate line to walk. And I'm not they have a great team and they're going to probably be in the mix here in January, but it's a different way of doing business. Yeah. You know, and, and and I would not take the draft. Most teams
5: trade away draft picks. I wouldn't. I think that we because we're, we're really successful right now. We have a plethora of guys at certain positions. They're all playing well. If you ever had player equity, not draft equity, but player equity, we have that right now.
3: Yes, you do. In terms of depth on the roster,
5: yes. In terms of being yeah. able to trade multiple guys away, potential or maybe a guy and a draft pick, right? That you feel to get a lower draft pick, that you're not killing yourself for your future, mm-hmm. right? I think this is the best position that you can possibly be in right now.
3: And I, I hear you. And when, when you see what the Chiefs did, what you just said was being reported today with with Ingram, that's mm-hmm. you know that's a that's a get <laughs> better quickly deal. move. You know, that's a move so I would have made. That's a, that's a especially good with linebacker and real Cox, I
5: would have made that move. But I don't think th- I don't. I mean, obviously we don't know. I don't think Pittsburgh called them was like, hey. <laughs> give us a six rounder, we'll give you him. I'm pretty yeah. sure they were like, "Hey, uh, yeah." So him, we we know y'all might have some stuff going on. How about him? What, what you need? Like they went. They, I'm pretty sure they went out and said, "That's who we want." If I, I think if Dallas is going to get better, I hear I hear Mr. Jones saying, "Okay, we're in a good position. Guys, call us." Usually the guy that you want to go get isn't going to fall in your lap.
4: But when it comes down to Ingram, he's a guy that isn't playing for the Steelers because the guy that they drafted is outplaying him. And so that's what you want to have happen. Absolutely. If you call a guy and say, hey man, does he still have any anything in the tank? And they go, oh yeah, he still does. Of course they're going to say that yeah, so course. they can get the draft. Yeah. But I just feel like right now, the Rams are looking around. I don't want to be arrogant enough. They're looking at how good we are and they know they need to get a guy. But I'm just going to say this. They're looking around and they recognize that they need to get better on defense. The defense that already has yeah. a guy that is a destroyer but and but but
5: they're but they're preparing for what's to come they're preparing for dallas they're preparing for tampa they're preparing for arizona right and all the all these teams that they know that green bay they know what they're gonna have to face these guys are gonna line up two to at least two great receivers if not three great receivers every time we step on the field so we need guys to hurry up and get to this quarterback we have two really good corners right we got now we have a pass rush
4: we line up right now versus rams who you got
5: why are you going <laughs> to
4: <laughs> do that? I'm just going do that. I'm just going to do that. Why are you going to do that? We're like, going to do it in January? We're doing it in January. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: good. I think we will, too. Yeah, I just, I just I, think I've it's got a, a feeling, way. too. Yeah. I really do. And, I mean, to your credit, if you want to talk about weapons, just the the teams that we named, if you want to look at the list of the top wide receivers in the NFL right now, on those Devontae teams. Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Mario Cooper, and then the Rams themselves have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Yeah. So it's Everyone has weapons. No doubt about it. You got to find a way to do it. So I don't know. Maybe that is the move, but Rob's putting up great points here as well. You don't want to sacrifice your future. That's the line leverage you have to walk over leverage. That's the line. Right move is available. <laughs> oh, Isaiah just crossed the line. Yeah, just jumped over that. He just jumped, jumped over, over the line. Over that line. He Go leaped. secure
5: the bag, man. <laughs>
2: All right, guys. Tomorrow we're previewing Broncos offense and Cowboys defense. What does Denver have in store? For Chris Beam in the back, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yoma. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas
3: Cowboys Football Club.
0: How? Ah! Fuck am yeah.